Welcome to the Mothering Wildlife Podcast. I'm Elizabeth, a zoo professional working full-time and also a mom to two little boys. I know firsthand how challenging the zoo field can be, physically, mentally, and emotionally. I also know how much work it is to raise tiny humans. I want to share the stories of those moms who are out there caring for wildlife and caring for kids. My hope is that this podcast can build a community of moms, sharing ideas and supporting each other because we're all in this together. We're all just mothering wildlife. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Mothering Wildlife Podcast. My name is Elizabeth, and I'm your host. And I've also entered that stage of toddler parenthood where your kid just takes off their diaper wherever they want, you know, whenever they feel like it, just at any time. And you may or may not know that they have done it. And that's exactly what happened this weekend. Uh, We were up early on Sunday morning because of the daylight savings time change. And truth be told, my husband and I were tired (laughs) because we were up so early. So we turned on the cartoons um, and we stuck them in front of the TV on the couch and we went back to bed just for a little bit. Um, We weren't there for long, though. Shortly after that, I woke up to go to the bathroom and then I kind of poked my head into the living room and was like, hey, guys, how's it going? And Arlo, who was laying on the couch under some covers, said, oh, mom, will you change my diaper? I said, yeah, sure, buddy, because I hadn't done that yet. So I went to go grab the stuff and I came back and he ripped the blanket off of him and underneath he was butt naked. And I was like, oh, hey, uh, where'd your diaper go, bud? And he was like, I took it off. I was like, oh, you took it off? Okay, you know what? Mommy would rather you not just take your diaper off whenever you want to. Um, You know, you really need to keep it on because we don't know how to go potty in the big potty yet and we don't want to have an accident. And in my head, I was just, you know, thinking back to a couple of weeks ago when I actually showed him how to take his own diaper off before he got into the bathtub one night. And now I am severely regretting that decision. Lesson learned. I kind of thought when I showed it to him a couple weeks ago, I might regret it. And this is proof and evidence that, yes, I do regret it. So I have a feeling we'll probably be potty training. So keep in touch. Follow along for that journey. Um, Anyway, my guest this week is Katie Grease. She's the zoo manager at Oshner Park Zoo. Um, It was really great to talk to Katie. She is a jack of all trades. She is doing so much at the zoo. She's doing so much in motherhood. Of course, she has amazing partners at both places. She's got great employees at the zoo, and she has an amazing husband that she talks about. But she is definitely a jack of all trades. She's doing it all. And we talked a lot about what it feels like, that mom guilt, that feeling of like you're a burden because you do so much. And when you have to take that time of way, like you're kind of having to rely on others to fill in your spot. And that's really, really hard. So we talked quite a bit about that throughout the interview. Um, I really enjoyed the conversation and I really hope that you guys will as well. So without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with Katie Grease of the Oshner Park Zoo. All right. Thank you, Katie, so much for joining me today on the podcast. I'm really excited for you to get to tell your story. Yes. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Let's start off with a little bit about your zoo journey and kind of tell me um, where you are and kind of what you have been involved with over the years and maybe a little bit about why you got into an animal care profession. Sure. Um, So I started college thinking I wanted to be a vet and realized vet school sounded horrible after uh, a little bit. So I uh, switched gears and I had an internship out in Baltimore at the National Aquarium out there. Then I had an internship in Washington at Northwest Trek. 
Um, and then I first got my first paid job after I graduated as a part-time keeper in Denver at Denver Zoo. Um, and then I moved to Dallas, which I know you and several of the other yeah. keepers worked at Dallas. Yeah. yeah. So I, I worked there for a year. Um, could not stand the heat. Uh, it is uh, hot. <laughs> I was like, how do people function? We don't very awful. well. <laughs> so after a year there, I was able to move back home to Wisconsin, um, worked at the new zoo, which is the zoo in Green Bay, um, for three years. Um, met my now husband and we moved to Madison and I kind of stepped away from zookeeping just cause I couldn't get a job right away. Um, and so I started part-time at this little place called Oshner Park Zoo in Baraboo, um, Baraboo, Wisconsin. And yeah, a couple of years later, I've been manager now since 2019. So Awesome. Yeah, admittedly, um, when I saw where you worked, I had to Google it because I was like, I don't know where Baraboo <laughs> is. <laughs> where is Baraboo, Wisconsin? I've never been there. Honestly, I've never been to Wisconsin. So oh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, looked- we're right. We're not too far from Madison Zoo, which everyone mm-hmm. knows. Um, but yeah, it's I don't know. It's where the Ringling Brothers Circus used to be. Oh, cool. So that's the big draw to Baraboo. Yeah, so. very cool. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you're a zoo manager there at Oshner Park Zoo. Yeah. Um, so what does a day in the life of a zoo manager look like? What are you doing every day? Oh, God. Well, it's kind of... Uh, so there's only me and my co- co-worker. Um, so there's only two full-time zookeepers because mm-hmm. I basically am doing zookeeping work as well as manage it, management work. Um, and then we have a part-time employee and then two summer se- uh, summer interns. Um, so, yeah, a lot of zookeeping, regular, taking care of the husbandry and all that stuff. But then I have to sit down at the computer a couple hours a week and do scheduling and scheduling of the vet and um, working with my the director with budgeting. And um, I've kind of divvied up since there is just me and one other full-timer I've kind of uh, given her some responsibilities of like food ordering and um, social media because neither of those are my jam so (laughs) if I can divert some work I definitely will Um, so yeah so yeah you're kind of like a jack of all trades you're doing literally everything (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so when I got was uh, it was a really hard transition to become a mom and have mm-hmm. all this responsibility. And, um, oddly enough, I, when I was pregnant, um, I don't have a single friend that went back to work full time. Mm-hmm. All the moms I know either stopped working completely or went back part time. So there was quite a few panic attacks worrying about how to juggle it. Cause I didn't have a role model to, yeah. Balance yeah. Or of. it sounds like really any other like mom that was also doing what you were doing in the trenches that could kind of right. like lean on to be like, oh my gosh, did you experience this today? Yes. Did you? <laughs> right. Yes. Very much so. Well, um, before we start talking a little bit more about some of what that is like to kind of be a working mom, tell me about your child. Oh, Carter is the cutest little baby. Oh. <laughs> um, he's uh, 16 months right now. Um, we had some troubles. Uh, we tried for 15 months to get pregnant. So it was quite a blessing when we found out we were pregnant. Um, and he is, oh my God, rambunctious, loud, mm-hmm. loves people, loves sports, which is also what his father's pushing on him. So, you know, <laughs> um, 
But yeah, he's a very happy baby, loves animals, which I've pushed on him. So, you know, right. <laughs> you will love animals. <laughs> um, and yeah, he's a, he's brings so much joy. That's uh, awesome. To my life. So Oh, that's awesome. I love that age too. That like bet- right before two years of age, between like, you know, 15 months and like 22-ish months or so. Mm-hmm. I love that age. Like they just are expanding their world so much and they're doing things and learning things. You can just like oh. see it on their face when they're like just making all these connections and uh, they're super cute at the age too. Yeah. Oh, I just, I love it. It's so, your mind just gets blown. You're like, wow, look at you. You did that. Like, yeah. I'll just look at my husband like, oh my God, he figured out how to, I don't know, put on his shoe by himself. Like, right. Holy cow, our worlds are rocked. But I know. <laughs> yeah. Yes. With, with each new skill they acquire, it's like, oh my gosh, our world is now rocked <laughs> in a different way. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That's funny. Um, So you had, um, he's 15 months old, you said, um, and what was that like then having to be pregnant and have this full-time job where you are <laughs> trying to do it all? Um, you know, I'm one of those people that uh, doesn't like to limit myself or mm-hmm. people to tell me no. So it was um, hard at the beginning because my first trimester, all oh, the nausea was yeah. horrendous. Um, but so I would just work was great then because I was distracted. I'm like, I can't focus on being nauseous right now. I have to go, you know, feed this animal or do this or that. Um, so that was okay. It was when I was starting to get bigger, um, that I'm like, oh, I can't really lift a bale of hay (laughs) with this stomach in my way, (laughs) or I probably shouldn't. And, uh, um, my coworker and I are really close and I really appreciate her. And so she, um, I'd be like, yeah, you know, my husband said I shouldn't do this. And she's like, well, you shouldn't. I'm like, well, I'm going to do it. So um, <laughs> there was a lot of times she's like, I'm going to, she just would stop me from doing things and do them um, preemptively knowing that otherwise I would put myself in harm's yeah. way because I don't want to be a burden on someone, you know? Yeah. I think that is one uh, continuing theme that I've heard uh, talking to moms about pregnancy and work is that they just don't want to feel like a burden on their coworkers because, you know, their body is going through this physical transformation and, you know, they're realizing as they get bigger, they can do less and less. And with that is coming more and more guilt about feeling like they are just impacting everyone around them. And that's really hard sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was definitely hard. And at the end, uh, my coworker needed off for some personal reasons. And here I am eight months, well, nine months pregnant and I was cleaning our beaver and otter ponds. And there was a bit of a meltdown in in one of the ponds that I had. I'm like, I shouldn't do this. I need to (laughs) call my boss, Mm -hmm. told him I needed more help, more support. Mm -hmm. Um, cause yeah, you, as much as you feel guilty, you're like, I am still wanting to make sure my baby's healthy. I don't want to put him in harm's way in Mm -hmm. any way. That yeah. would be the worst thing. I know. I have had that exact conversation um, with a mom here at our zoo before. And she was telling me exactly what you're saying. She's like, I just, you know, I feel so guilty. I don't want to be a burden. I know my team's picky at my slack, but I also know that for me and my body, like I need to rest today. I need to do this. I need to be in the office. And I told mm-hmm. her, I was like, you have to think about the bigger picture in this moment. That seems so important for you to be out there helping everyone. 
But let's think of the bigger picture because bigger picture, your baby is way more important and your healthy body and a healthy pregnancy than this small moment in time when you feel like you're just putting everyone out. So, Oh, that's so well said. Yeah, (laughs) You're right. In the moment, you're like, this is everything. I have Mm -hmm. to do this. No, you don't. don't. Sit down. Have a seat. Yeah. (laughs) But we get sucked into that, right? Where like everything right now in this moment is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to take a step back and be like, okay, no, having a healthy baby, my body being able to keep this little nugget inside for nine months Mm -hmm. as much as I can. Like I need to focus on that. That too is important. Like, yeah. It is, it is hard. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So after having um, him then, were you able to take some time off to have like a little maternity leave? Or I mean, it sounds like you would have been greatly missed at the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, I had been, uh, it was kind of a struggle with uh, trying to figure out, you know, financially, how mm-hmm. does the zoo have a replacement for me and whatnot? So we, yeah. we figured it out how to do the staffing. But I always said like, please keep me in the loop because we are a small zoo yeah. and you know, worse come to worse. I can call my parents. They can watch the kid and I can run in if, you know, shit hits the fan. But yeah, um, it was, uh, yes. Uh, thankfully to my husband, you know, he's a police officer, so he does not understand the passion that we have and the dedicated. Well, I mean, he is a dedicated officer, but yeah. You know, like, I need to go in. I need to check on these animals. Mm-hmm. He's like, there's other people. I'm like, yeah, but you don't get it. So him encouraging me and pushing me, like, no, you are taking time. You are taking at least eight weeks because I kept trying to make it shorter and shorter. And that was probably the best thing I did was yeah. listen to him. Don't tell him that. But taking, <laughs> the, <laughs> taking those eight weeks was so nice because him and I – got into it because he took time off right away as well. So we could kind of figure out a routine and see Mm -hmm. how our life is changing with this new little being that depends on us and really made you like taking that time made me really focus. Like this is the priority. Like work is the animals are still living. People are still caring for them. It's not the end of the world if I'm not there. So that was, that was hard. And then I'd still like have like a, I think I had two phone calls, check-ins with my coworker just to make sure that she was getting, you know, giving her the t- chance to vent or helping mm-hmm. helping her troubleshoot problems or whatever mm-hmm. um, so that she still felt supported even though I wasn't physically there. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast is that for anyone, not just people who are in the zoo field or animal care professionals, for most people who have a career that is dedicated towards caring for other living beings, Mm -hmm. that is really hard to step away from for any chunk in time because prior to that absence, you're very invested in their lives and what's going on and helping to make sure they're thriving. And then, you know, especially with children, it's going to stop automatically, like really abruptly when you go into labor and you go out. (laughs) It's not like, I mean, you can kind of plan, but (laughs) not really. It's going to stop and then you're going to be gone. And so it, it is such an adjustment. I feel like for those of us in these caregiving positions, you can't just turn off that caring. You can't just turn off, you know, wanting to make sure that these living beings are still thriving in your absence. And so to try to put that away is very hard. Yeah, absolutely. 
So then we're back at work, let's say. We're just going to go through down the timeline of your motherhood journey. <laughs> sure. <laughs> what was coming back from work like? Was it anything like you expected? Um, it was, I, it was more internal, like physically, like the zoo was fine. The coworkers did great. Um, I really wanted to give my coworker the chance. I was like, if you need to take vacation, I'll go for it. Like support her and help her talk through some of the things that happened, um, and set a plan moving forward. Um, but it was, there was a lot of internal battle in my head. Like, um, my first week back, my husband stayed home with Carter so that, you know, it was a little easier for me mm-hmm. to go to work um, before we had our mom step in for a while. Um, so it was very hard in my head trying to figure out, you know, focus on work, but also you still have Carter. He's he's mm-hmm. doing just fine. He doesn't need you. How am I going to balance? It was a lot of like projecting, like, mm-hmm. how am I going to handle this in a couple months? How am I going to keep balancing this? And I just kind of had to keep reeling myself back in and being like, focus on now. Yeah. Figure out how to troubleshoot handling him now. And we'll just take it day by day, month Mm -hmm. by month. I mean, that's a great piece of advice, especially when you've got a newborn, very young children, like just focus on the now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Take it day by day because you can absolutely, you know, spiral into, oh my gosh, (laughs) what is this going to look like a month from now? Will I still be able to do this a month now? Can I keep this up? Will I be able to like you know, physically, because I'm so exhausted, you know, keep up this job and keep up, you know, trying to keep everything together and and sorted. And, and you can very easily, I think, fall into that trap of like, nope, it's impossible. There's no way. And then you Mm -hmm. can just spiral from there. So that's a great piece of advice, whether you were giving (laughs) advice or not. (laughs) Just focus, like try to focus one step at a time. (laughs) I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it is truly hard to come back. I mean, it sounds like I'm glad that you, you know, had your husband to be able to have that transition to leave him home with. And then you said you transitioned into your mom's um, to help with that process because just having to leave your eight week old baby or any Mm -hmm. baby with another (laughs) caregiver is really, really hard on moms. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it helped having, because we couldn't start daycare for several months. Mm -hmm. So we're very grateful that our moms were able to step in, but it was also nice because I have their phone numbers and I would call them and text yeah. them re- <laughs> relentlessly. So I had that knit, like I could scratch that itch if I'm like, yeah. oh, is, is he doing okay at this moment? They're like, yes, Katie, just stop texting enough. <laughs> yeah, that is really nice. <laughs> I don't know that you could do that to the daycare every hour or so. But <laughs> no, but your mom, no, they don't yeah. really respond. No, exactly. the moms, yeah, they're okay with that. So let's talk really quickly then as an aside, a little bit about community and having family nearby to be able to help. Um, you said you were from Wisconsin when we started this interview anyway. So having yeah. those family members around, I'm sure is definitely part of, you know, this um, community that you're trying to, that people try to build around themselves as parents to have a source of help really. Yeah. Talk a little bit about, you know, what it's like to have family around to kind of help you out. Yeah, it's great because my sister has three kids before I had Carter um, and my parents are both retired now and they committed to babysitting her kids at least once a week. Mm -hmm. 
So, you know, then I had to put on the guilt. Well, you do her once a week. What about me? <laughs> so she babysits. Typical once sister a, love. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm the younger sister. It's got to be fair, right? <laughs> right. Um, so they're great and they come and help out um, regularly. And my in-laws, they're bo- this is their first grandchild. So they're like completely obsessed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's wonderful that... Um, we don't have anybody like next door. Like we've got some neighbors and stuff that and friends that have volunteered to babysit. But if we want to get away for a weekend or whatever, like we have both parents are willing to jump and take him away from us, which is good um, and feels really nice that I don't have that. Oh, crap. How, who's going to watch him? How yeah. are we going to how are we going to take that time for ourselves? Yeah. Once again, my husband's right, you know, like he's very, (laughs) (laughs) I hate it when he is, but, you know, putting, making sure that we're putting our relationship first too still. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's always good at reminding like, hey, we need a date night. We haven't had one in almost a month. Like, let's talk to one of our parents and see if they'll come over or we can go to them and then have some time to ourselves. And they're always so willing and happy to help us out. So. Yeah, that's really nice. I mean, and he is right. Like relationships definitely change once you bring a kid into the mix. So yeah. trying to like be so conscious about making that time for each other. Mm-hmm. Again, another hard thing about being a parent. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Is there knew, anything that's good? <laughs> I, know, I knew exactly how much this would impact my whole entire life and all of the hard things. Like <laughs> I still do right. it all over again. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. But yeah, that is important to try to like keep each other as, you know, husband and wife, like Mm -hmm. in each other's inner circle almost and trying to make sure that you also are spending time with each other, even though sometimes as a mom, I'll admit um, my husband gets put to the bottom of the list just because I feel so needed (laughs) by everyone else. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, you walk in the door, the kids running to you, the dogs jumping at my feet. My husband's like, Hey, can, uh, what do you want to do this? I'm like, listen, you are a capable human. You can care for yourself. (laughs) Let me say hi to the dog and the kid. Yeah. I'll get to you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's the same at work though. And I imagine in your position as zoo manager, like it is just lots of people looking to you to try to help make decisions or, well, one, one other employee and some part-time volunteers, you know, to help make decisions about what to do and and where you're going and what needs to be done. So that's a lot. Yeah. 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 Um, Let's segue that into then work-life balance because um, this is always, you know, a hot topic and it's one that I don't feel like there is an easy answer for how to have great work-life balance. You know, maybe there is no work-life balance. It's all just one big life with different aspects of it. Um, But do you find it hard to try to leave work at work? Um. Like I said, my husband's very good at trying to keep me present. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he's a, like I said, a cop. So he works uh, a rotating schedule and he works nights. So um, on my days off, I typically have Carter to myself, except for once a month, our weekends align. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it's it's easier because if I'm like the sole caregiver for that day, then it's like, listen, work, you need to figure it out. Um, it's been a lot easier to step away from work. Um, cause I, tr- I don't know, I guess I just feel better. Like I know how th- 
I, when I came back and we made some changes, I have confidence in my coworkers. Mm-hmm. I leave a thorough note. Like, yeah. I feel good. Like, if anything bad, they all know that I'm just a phone call or a text away. So if I don't hear from them, I'm not concerned. If I yeah. hear from them, then I'm like, just don't. Because <laughs> when I was pregnant, I didn't fail to mention this. We had, uh, when I was pregnant, one of our barns burned down oh my in the middle of the night. And then when I, after I gave birth, we had somebody break in and release animals. So oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> it was a traumatic couple of months. I was like, good God. Yeah. So since we made it through those things, I feel like it's very easy <laughs> to uh, step away. I'm like, okay, God, as long as we don't have a, another fire or another break in, I think we're fine. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, that's rough. But you're right. Like, if I can make it through that, then we can make it through everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's amazing so it's, how things like that can bring a team together, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And wow. it's um, I guess I'm getting getting better at, like I said, listening to your podcast has really helped me put things in perspective and get ideas from what other moms do and mm-hmm. just being reassured in some of my feelings and some of the things I'm doing. So I'm not, I'm trying to take more time off. I'm mm-hmm. trying to make sure that I use my, vac- all of my vacation. Don't carry it over every year. What, who's good? What good is that doing? Right. Um, so putting my family first and making sure that I am taking time to just spend with them yeah. outside of my weekends. Um, yeah. So that's well, good that's for you. <laughs> that's what's working good. for now. And then you start to spiral. Well, what happens when he starts school? I okay. Know. That's a whole, it's, Day by day. Yeah. Day by day, for sure. Day by day. (laughs) I feel like though, once they start school, once they kind of get into that routine of, you know, they're going to consistently be gone a certain amount of time during the day. And our our son goes to after school care because I have to work until 4.30. But life becomes a little bit more predictable. So, oh, sure. Yeah. So it can sometimes be almost, um, I don't want to say easier because nothing about motherhood and parenthood <laughs> is easier. It's just more predictable, which is the best sure. way to put it, which if that is something that, uh, you know, makes one feel better about what's going yeah. on day to day and month to month, then it does kind of make it feel like you can relax a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You're not on edge so much. Yeah. Yeah. Because little kids, it's changing day by day, sometimes week by week, month by month. I feel like you're always going in and out of like another stage or some milestone or right yeah you're just like constantly trying to figure out what your new normal is <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes we got it all right two weeks okay now we have to change things up again yes was this our new normal how does this work what yeah. works best how do we troubleshoot this yeah, yes absolutely constantly do you think that um anything within your animal professional career has uh, prepared you for motherhood Oh my gosh. I love when you ask this question because <laughs> I've, I have one answer, but I've heard so many other people answer differently. I'm like, Oh yeah, I guess so. But definitely the reading of behaviors. Like oh, yeah. my husband really struggles to know what Carter wants. Cause he's, you know, very nonverbal, a lot of like blah and screaming yeah. cause he's happy or sad. And, but being able to watch him, I can understand what he wants or mm-hmm. what he needs way more than my husband. And I never really notice it until my husband's having a meltdown because he can't figure out Carter's yeah. hungry. Um, so that, yeah, op- being able to observe and uh, interpret. And also, you know, the multitasking, you know, we're constantly juggling, you know, how many different things as 
mm-hmm. working with exotics. Like it's easy and I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah. I can change his diaper while thinking about this or planning this and, you know, running around chasing him and thinking about this at the same time. Cause that's what we do. <laughs> yeah. Moms are great at that. <laughs> <laughs> Dad's not so much, but moms, <laughs> we got it. But you're right about the behavior stuff because we are noticing tiny little innuendos and, and changes that mm-hmm. because you're so used to reading animal behavior and noticing those tiny little changes in your animals, it, it just I think naturally, you're right, just kind of translates into what you're observing with your child. Mm-hmm. My mom used to always say when we were little, She'd be like, do you feel okay? Like you look like you don't feel good. And as a kid, I never understood. She'd always say your eyes, your eyes look like you don't feel good. And I never understood that until I was a mom. And (laughs) yes, I'm sure some of, you know, my, you know, experience in reading animal behavior plays into this, but I also think there's something to be said for that mom intuition too. And now as a mom, yes, I can look at my child and be like, your eyes look like you don't feel good. (laughs) You know, because you just recognize certain things. As yeah, a mom, would, and you're with, looking you know, for subtle changes with yeah. animals, and yeah, your kid's looking at you a little different. Something you're not feeling well, buddy. Yeah. What's going on? Something's up. Yeah. Something's up. Moms always know. <laughs> <laughs> Is there something in your career that you're the most proud of? Um, I'm really proud of becoming zoo manager, and I'm really proud of. I can't take full credit. I got to give credit to my coworker, my full time coworker. We've um, you know, we're a small non-accredited zoo and we've really raised the standard in the bar of husbandry care and everything. And we're trying to um, get accredited. We're going to try and get ZAA accredited. So that's my next goal with work. Um, but I'm really proud of how we've advanced our facility and, um, you know, we've joined yeah. different SSPs and we've just... A- achieved so much and I can't take full credit because I'm only one half of the team, you know, so we, we've we done a lot to make our facility uh, impressive. Yeah, that's really suit. awesome. Yeah. And good luck to you if you do try to go after AZA accreditation or any other ZAA or anything like yeah. that. That's a definitely a big undertaking and I wish you guys the best of luck because I know how much work goes into it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I am hopeful and we're not in a rush, but yeah, uh, so slowly getting th- our ducks in a line to execute yeah. that. But yeah. That's really, really cool. Do you feel like, um, has there been anything within your career that you were like, right now, because I have a small child, might not be the time that I should try to take this on? Sometimes those things come and go. Yeah, um, you know, I was really involved with AZAC and going to conferences and different stuff like that, being more uh, involved in that way. And I've kind of taken a step back. I'm trying, I want to try and dip my toe back in, but I also don't want to add, you know, another ball to be juggling. Um, But yeah, that's, that's something that I've kind of taken a step back, but I'm still watching from the sidelines. Mm -hmm. Like if if you guys need a sub, I'll step in. I'd (laughs) like to get back into that, but um don't want to overcommit and then let anybody down, you know, yeah. you don't need to, that would be uh, something I would definitely would regret. So. Yeah. But it is nice. I feel like within this profession, there are many ways to kind of be on the sidelines yeah. and still keep track of what's going on and see what's going on because 
you know, we are such a small field. <laughs> yeah. Inevitably, you know, we're still kind of be in the know and adjacent to things that are still going on, even if we're not right in the middle of trying to be the one that's working on certain things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Absolutely. Yeah. That's Do you um have any other coworkers there or the volunteers or interns, anything that are moms? Uh no. Oh, no. yes. Uh, my part-timer is a mom of two, but okay. she, her kids are college and a senior in high school. Oh, yeah. Um, so she's at a different stage. She's about to be an empty nester, and she's thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, our volunteers and our docents and my coworkers are all very supportive, mm-hmm. um, which is really nice, Like, because I never want to... Uh, look at the thousand pictures I took of Carter last night. Like nobody wants to see that. I didn't want to, and I didn't have a kid. So if people ask, they're opening the door and they might regret it, but um, (laughs) people are still asking how he's doing and for pictures and whatnot. So um, yeah, I still, they support me in that way. Um, And then when we have big zoo events, um, I have my parents come in. So Carter, they bring Carter so that I can, have him there and everyone can see him and yeah, he can be. That's one of my favorite things about smaller facilities. Um, you know, Naples is, eh, we're probably mid-sized, but I have worked at smaller facilities before. And I just love that like family kind of vibe where kids are welcome and they, kn- everyone knows each other's kids and they kind of know what's going on in your personal life. I, I love that about smaller facilities like that. What do you think has been the biggest challenge with having kids in this sort of field? Um, that's a really good question. <laughs> there's so, and many. I know you ask it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are. There's so many. Um, I think the when the unexpected happens. Yeah. I guess so. Like when um, Carter got RSV at six months of age. Um, and so then we've been hospitalized a couple times and now he's been diagnosed with asthma. So that's why he's been having issues breathing when he gets sick. So, oh, geez. yeah, so, but uh, we got a solution and it's starting to work. So, but you know, it'd be like, oh no, Carter has to get sent home. He's labored breathing again. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, I'm in the middle of cleaning the bear yard. I can't just right. drop everything and walk out. Like, <laughs> yeah, how does this work? So. And my husband's sleeping, you know, because he works nights. So Mm -hmm. that's been the hardest is something came up. We need to drop everything and do something for Carter or he's having a hard time. He's teething or something. And you're like, how am I troubleshooting this right now? I agree. It's those situations that always like get my anxiety going. When I'm mm-hmm. at work and I see daycare call, <laughs> yeah, your heart stops. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, whatever it is, I really can't leave right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I answer the phone tentatively like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and they're always like, yeah. oh, you know, like Arlo, he has, you know, he has a little fever, but it's on the verge. You don't have to come right now. And I'm like, okay, so like, what do I need now to wrap up? Like you said, right. if you're an exhibit, it's not like you can just walk out. Right. <laughs> yeah. Lock everything up and shift the animals back out. And it's a process. So, right. Yeah. Those situations are the ones that give me the most anxiety because I, again, it goes back to that. I just don't want to like inconvenience people. Yes. Yeah. Who am I going to call and make stop their day to help me out? Right. Because, you know, yeah, the inconveniencing yeah. or the burdening that you feel that you're putting on other people. 
Yeah, because now if I have to leave, you know, they're going to be one man down Mm -hmm. and picking up my slack. Yeah. Yeah. It is hard. (laughs) (laughs) I wish that I was talking to a friend the other day. I was like, I need some better coping skills because I don't don't have those. I probably should put some effort into trying to figure out how to like just be like, you know what, Elizabeth, it's fine. Yeah. But that's not easy to do. (laughs) No. (laughs) What is the biggest piece of advice that would you ha- that you would have for moms in any sort of animal care profession? I mean, it's easier said than done, but mm-hmm. when I listen to my husband of taking that time when uh when Carter was first born and you know, really bonding with him and spending those 8 weeks and still making sure that um it's hard not to feel guilty, but at the same time everybody takes vacations like it um, or takes time away from work yeah. just because you have a kid doesn't mean that you can't take those mm-hmm. that time. Um, so taking time away from work is fine and everything will be fine. The zoo survived before you got there. It survives on your days off. So it's taking a step away for a while is not going to shut the zoo down and no animals will suffer greatly. Yeah. Um, they might miss you, which is nice, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It makes coming back so much sweeter. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, you remember me? Great. <laughs> good. You should. I'm glad you missed me. Yeah. Well, that is well said and good advice because it is, I know one thing that a lot of moms and parents in general struggle with is taking that time. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's not easy, but when you do it, you're like, I should do this more. Yes. It kind of like re-energizes you, you know, and kind of re- yeah. reinvigorates you and you, you come back kind of refreshed and more motivated and everyone needs that sort of mental oh, break, yeah. especially in this field, you know, where we are <sighs> mentally in it to win it at full throttle 99% of the time. <laughs> you have yep. to take that break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Katie, that was well said. We can end on that high note of everyone trying to use their PTO, take a vacation, take your break. You deserve it. Yeah, <laughs> I really yeah. appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you so much for talking to me. Thanks for being so candid and for sharing all that you have to share about, you know, your motherhood journey and your zoo journey and all the things you're involved in. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And like I said, this podcast has really helped me feel like there is a community and that I'm not alone in this, everybody, we can relate to each other's stories and whatnot. Yeah. So it's really helped me feel confident and comfortable as a working mom in such a devoted, passionate field, you know? Yeah. It's not like we just go clock in and clock out and we don't think about it ever right. again. So. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for saying that. It really means a lot. I'm I'm glad to know that people are enjoying it and that they're taking so much away from it. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. All right. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Katie as much as I did. Thank you so much to Katie for sharing her story. It is very much appreciated. Okay. The time now is 10.09 p.m. The smart version of myself would say, you need to go to bed, Elizabeth. It's 10 o'clock. It's time to go to bed. The not so smart version of me would say, oh, but you know that you really, really just want to sit on the couch and cuddle the dogs and watch some really crap TV. 
which version am I going to choose? Um, I can guarantee it's going to be the bad decision version where I sit on the couch and I watch crap TV and I fall asleep on the couch and I get a crick in my neck and then I wake up at midnight and I have to move myself to the bedroom and then I just get poor sleep and I wake up tomorrow early and I have to go to work on really bad sleep. Why do we do this to ourselves? I think it's because I just so badly want to make the decision for myself to do something that I want to do in a moment where I know it'll be quiet and I don't have screaming little boys at the house. Um, but it does not make a very good decision. I definitely am tired, but uh, I do it anyway. So I'm sure there are other moms out there. Um, anyway, okay, I'm going to make myself go to sleep. It's 10.10 now. It's time to go to bed. And I will talk to you all next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Mothering Wildlife Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Johnson. This podcast is produced by John Rossi. Check out his podcast, Rossafari and Conservation Tales, wherever you listen to podcasts if you really want to learn all about the amazing people that work in zoos theme music by John Rossi and Taylor Isaac Gray. Visit us on Facebook and Instagram at Mothering Wildlife to like and follow us. If you are a mom that works with wildlife and you want to share your story, reach out to me at motheringwildlife at gmail.com.